When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Battle Red Radio, blaring all over the Spotify podcasting world. This is, and the Battle Red blog. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is uh, little brother Nico. That's me, producer. That is, you are the producer, the captain of the audio airwaves. How's that make you sound? Uh, I mean, it makes me sound like a pirate, and I'm okay with it. Okay. Uh, I will let you know, I recently watched a Chelsea Handler special, and she feels like if you wear a captain's hat, that she has permission to hate you. So, careful with the captain thing. Don't take it too far. Mm, I've seen it once before. <laughs> we did. We, we lived it once before. Um, so, there's a lot going on in the NFL. Some of it feels not football-related, although it clearly is. Some of it is complicated. And then also, there's, you know, still football as regularly scheduled next week. So, let's get into a difficult episode of, uh, yeah, the Battle Red Radio. Obviously, the first thing everyone is addressing and talking about and acknowledging and, and, and speaking on is the, uh, you know, the crazy, the horrific, the scary, really, uh, injury to DeMar Hamlin. Um... It was a very sudden and innocent play. It didn't look not innocuous. It looked very much like a regular NFL play. And then he just kind of falls over, and that's it. Like, they spend the next 15, 20 minutes working on the guy, and then they get him in the ambulance, and they get him to a hospital. Apparently, they had to resuscitate him twice uh, on between when he fell and before they got to the hospital. I don't know... I know at least one of those was apparently on the field, allegedly, and I don't have, like, EMT swearing to that, so gentle with your your belief there. Um, amongst the boys' chat, talking to the boys as it happened, at first we were all like, man, that's crazy scary, and then we started talking about what could it be, and then we started talking about, like, obviously a sudden blow to the chest could probably kind of do this, and that's sort of what we all settled on. Then we started having a conversation, like, what's going to happen next? And Skip Bayless made a public statement that while he is getting murdered for it, and I and I can see the insensitivity to it, I don't necessarily know that he is wrong. Um, I was sort of kind of of the same page of like, what does the NFL, how do what do they do about this? Not necessarily like you have to play right now or something, but it was the last game of Week Seventeen, Week Eighteen. The last week of the season always ends on Sunday, so every team has the same amount of days to prepare for the playoff football games. So there's no window, really, to insert this game. And this game has, unfortunately, a ton of playoff implications. Um, They're the two and the three seed, and they're one win apart. So no matter what happens week 17... 
this game is going to be important unless both of them lose. So, like, I, I'm not... I, I, I There's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, I don't know. Where, where do you want to kind of... What do you want to say first? And then we can, I guess we can kind of spiral it a little bit. Well, at first, I want to say we need to stop talking because we literally said, like, an episode ago that, like, the NFL is going to have to do something serious or someone's going to get hurt. I did. I literally said, God forbid, they take someone off the field in a stretcher. I did. I said that literally Friday's episode. Uh, And that, but like, this is what we've been taught. Like, all season, we've been talking about player safety and these scary, scary moments. And I know that these aren't, what happened Monday was not concussion related. I understand that. Um, However, there's clearly, unless they find out it was like, kind of a unique situation. If they find out he has like a heart condition or something, they need to be doing a better job of medically monitoring these players throughout the season, right? Like, I mean, shouldn't part of the rest and recovery be testing things like the heart and the brain at this point? I, I don't know. I'm just sort of, I'm very surprised. I mean, if you want to, if you, if you want to take a step back from that, J, literally what happened to JJ Watt, that's probably the reason he's retiring. I'm sure this just reinforces that decision all the more. Yeah, the J.J. Watt thing, too. Like, I, I was thinking about that when this happened, too. They're, like, they're talking about, you know, they're not going to play anymore. They're, they're not sure what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. They're kind of walking off the field. And I was like, J.J. Watt literally had his heart stopped and restarted on a Thursday and played on Sunday. Yeah. Not that that's, you know, advisable. Not that that would be what we call a good idea. <laughs> not at all. Um, the latest news that I'm that I'm reading, this is as of Tuesday night when we record. And we record late so that this broadcast bright and early Wednesday morning with the latest news we can give you. DeMar Hamlin's uncle is speaking and saying that DeMar Hamlin is fighting and that the family is grateful for the support and that he's in really good hands. Um, and they want to express their sincere gratitude for the love and support that's been shown to DeMar uh, I think roughly $5 million has been donated to his children's toy drive charity, uh, which was kind of a neat show of love. Uh, he's in the, he's still at the university of Cincinnati medical center and they're, they're doing their, they're doing their best to kind of take care of him and get him back. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what we you hope for a speedy recovery. I, I mean, that's, this is just a really well. Let's let's first hope for a yeah. recovery. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah. I guess to be fair, it doesn't as have right, to be fast. It could take him years, but yeah. As of right now, I, I believe they still have him in a medicated coma, and they're still trying to see what his body does. They have, you know, in situations like this when they don't know the cause of the problem, unless they do, and they just haven't said, which is a a very distinct possibility. We're not doctors, and it's not really our business, but. If they are unsure of what caused it, they may be afraid to bring him out of it until they've kind of checked a lot of things. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a really scary situation because basically you watch a perfectly good, healthy athlete fall over um, and, and essentially die on the field. And that's a really scary thought. Uh, I do want to make this comment, and we don't we don't do politics on this show. But I saw the the vaccine, the anti-vaccine crowd creeping in about blood clots. Um, there is I I haven't seen or heard any precedent of athletes dropping dead because of vaccinations. Right. Uh, I haven't seen any data on that. I haven't seen any group of 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 scientific information about that. 
So when people like Charlie Kirk say this rash of, of athletes is falling over, I don't know what that's about. I, I just, I don't know. Um, that's not a position I, I, that we're going to take on this, on this program. I, it's scary, but I firmly believe it, it seems like it was more than likely either cardiac re- related or, I, I mean, p- perhaps brain related. I don't, I mean, but again, we're not doctors. Who knows? Yeah, until they until they put out a, a big definitive statement, there's really not much we can say with confidence. Right. Until someone says, you know, it was this and that, and, you know, they, they've started showing clips of, from other times in sports when this has happened. There's a hockey clip from the late 80s, like back when they were still barely wearing helmets, like the big open ones with no face guard. And there's a guy, and he takes a puck right to the chest and immediately is falling over, basically, almost exactly like the Hamlin thing. Um, and essentially, he suffered the same event. Like, a, it's a one-in-a-million shot where, you know, as the heart is on a downbeat, it's a, it's a, it's a severe impact to the chest, disrupting the heart, the heart rhythm. Um, which is a scary thought that it could, that even though it's one-in-a-million, it could happen at any time. But it, it does very rarely happen if that is what it is. It, but it so back to kind of the bigger picture because while it is a human element and it is a human story, there, there the reality is this is a Texans podcast and and only peripherally does this even really matter to us because it's it's about who ultimately that game for Texans fan was about who was making the playoffs, um, which doesn't necessarily matter to us at all, I suppose. But it is, you know, the playoffs do matter. It is fun to watch them. I was going to say, we're not um, even involved. We're really not. We're, we're a spectator. But the game has relevance. And on top of that, if you're New England, you kind of now have a pretty fair beef. Although maybe you wouldn't say that. I don't know. Because Buffalo didn't play a whole game last week. They played a quarter in five minutes and then... One of their players almost died, and the whole team came off the field. They're kind of really rested. Yeah, so you have to beat them. Good job. Good luck, guys. New England beating Buffalo already wasn't a a likely scenario, but that is their path. If they don't beat New England, they don't get in. I was watching one of the guys from one of the channels break it down, and basically they have a 33% chance to get in, and the path is essentially... They must beat Buffalo to make it. So, and you probably, I don't know if you're Bill Belichick, if you would ever say anything about this, because this isn't gamesmanship or anything, but there is an unfairness to it a little bit. Like, I don't know, because you also, you'd have to be like, you'd also have to factor in like the mental toll that takes. The shell shock. Yeah, no, and that is fair. And maybe, so maybe you don't say anything because you're hoping they're, they don't have the fire. Yeah. Well, or like even if you're like, oh, well, they're they're well rested, but are they? Because they just had like a traumatic experience, like you know, that's that's a big deal. Like that that throws you off your game. It is, it is, and it is a mental thing. And and we do, I do always say, sports is way more mental than anybody realizes. Um, running fast, hitting hard, and jumping jumping high isn't all it takes to be good at sports. Because otherwise, a lot of guys would have made it that never exactly. did. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of a messy situation, and you don't want to seem like the jerk who's like, "But what does it mean?" But it, but it, it really, it super matters. And let's not even get into the betting element of all of this. 
that there was millions of dollars in betting money floating around. It was a Monday night football game. It was between two teams uh, of great relevance this year, a a 12-win team and 11-win team. Also, this is just completely trivial and, and trash, but a lot of times bettors use the later games to clean up their week. So, like, let's say it's been a bad week all week. Uh, oh, you missed all your Saturday games. You missed all your Sunday games. Uh, uh, Sunday night or Monday night is where you save the week so that you don't owe the bookie anything. Or if you're way up, you Monday night is when you really double, triple up. So, potentially, there was a lot of money riding on this. And I know that all of that is secondary, but that doesn't mean that it isn't relevant. And at some point, you have to start picking up the other threads and putting them back together. So I, I, cause I, I was a little surprised that Buffalo left Cincinnati Tuesday morning. And I was even more surprised that the league announced Tuesday day that they will not play the game this week at all. The, the thing that I'm wondering is like, I've never even heard of this happening before. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Were they suspended game middle? Yeah. Uh... Generally speaking, it doesn't. Even when there's weather, they'll they'll sit on the sidelines for two or three hours, and then go out there and play it. So, and let's be clear: uh, an NFL player has died on the field before. They put him in an ambulance. He drove away. He he perished. They finished the game. And it, players have been paralyzed before. Uh, there's there's somebody was talking about it on TV that one of his teammates said at college a kid got paralyzed at practice, and they just moved over to one of the other fields and kept practicing. So, there is a reality, there is a um, precedence to this. Football, they were talking about how football isn't normally life or death, that everybody gets to go home. That's not really, I mean, there's been a lot of people who've had life-altering things happen on the field. So, while it was scary, and while it was sudden and unexpected, and I think that's why it took everyone by such surprise, and there were so many eyes on it, that everyone wanted to make sure they handled it respectfully and correctly and I believe they did but the truth is I feel like there was kind of like a little bit of extra hand holding about the whole thing yeah I could definitely see that like there was there was a little bit of extra kind of like oh no like we would never want to and I and I think and I understand that everybody was trying to be respectful of the situation because it was scary they didn't know if this kid was going to live or die but I also think it's kind of a surprise coming from a league. Maybe this is just a sign of how much football has changed. Because this is a league that just a few years ago, uh, there was a college football game where on the opening kickoff, the Oregon kid gets paralyzed. And they play the game. Like They didn't, they didn't stop it. So I... I it was maybe, scary. Maybe they were right was, the whole time. We just aren't as tough as they used to be. When they well, walked uphill and, both ways. <laughs> and you hate to agree with it because it is a bunch of dinosaurs being obnoxious. But 
perhaps they are correct in some in some avenue. Maybe football really has changed, but they'll have to come up with some sort. Of, here's what's crazy. During COVID, they didn't miss a single game. They rescheduled and moved them a bunch around, and they were very flexible. But they didn't miss a single game. So if they miss a game and it winds up being for an injury during play, that's surprising. This is this is this is a strange, definitely a really kind of watershed moment. I think it might be. This might this might signal some kind of change for the NFL. Hopefully, it does. Uh, kind of keeping in line with that. Uh, before we get into the Colts-Texans matchup, the Miami Dolphins have now publicly said that uh, Tua is not part of the quarterback equation for the finale. They are not even going to try and get him ready. Um, I don't know if that means he is so far removed from getting out of the concussion protocols, uh, but they've just basically said that he's on the he's on the bench there. Uh, in the meantime, though, it looks like Skylar Thompson is going to get the start. Way to go, Skyler. You really made it. Seventh round draft pick uh, is going to head out there and get... Uh, I think he started one other game for them this year, but I don't have that in front of me. I think he did before. I think the first time Tua got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. If Teddy Bridgewater wasn't ready or something? That might be, but um, that's not a great sign. Oh, I think they both got hurt in the same game. Yeah, they did. That's what it was. That's not a great sign. That's not a great like, sign at all. Two was out, and then Bridgewater got hurt, and then they're like, they had to send in Skyler. There's such a so Skyler is such a funny name uh, to me because <laughs> it's a story. Back in the day, when me and my buddies were still in college, we got a Christmas break job. A couple of us, and we worked at a certain aimed at retail brand. I think that that is. I think that that tells you who it is without telling you who it is and uh my buddy for whatever reason on the on the application it's all digital so we're sitting there all doing them together and we're laughing about it on the little kiosks and it asks him um if he's ever gone by any other names and he says yes i used to go by the name skylar that is incorrect he's never been skylar in his whole life then Later on in the application, it says, "Do you want to do you want to be called Skyler or do you want to be called by your name?" And he 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 chose to be called by Skyler. So then, literally, he has this name tag, and there they print them. And they don't like do a sticker and stick it on a name tag. They like engrave it into the piece of plastic. That's dedication. Yeah. So like when you finish orientation, they hand you like a real name tag, and so his says Skyler. There was about three different times they're blowing up the radios looking for Skyler, and he and I are sitting there talking, and finally I'm like, oh, hey, you're Skyler. And he's like, oh, right, right. Then he would answer correct. <laughs> then he would answer the radio call. There were times people would talk to me about Skyler, and I would go, who? And he'd be like, yeah, your buddy, the tall guy. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. You meant Skyler. Yeah, I, I know who we're talking about now. I like like the way they phrase it is like, did you used to go by a different name? Yeah, and, it's like, and he was yeah, like, I did. He was like, yes, I did, and it was so dumb, so dumb. Uh, but yeah, he he did. He went by Skyler. So anytime I hear the name Skyler, I always chuckle and think back to the. I mean, it was easily one of the working retail at Christmas is one of those things. I do think everyone should do it because I think it would teach you how to be a better person. 
but it would certainly also teach you that everyone else is the worst. I think that's most jobs. It's all the customers facing ones. Cause like, so in our boys chat talking about the injury, one of the, I, I said, there's a stadium full of people sitting there. Like what are they, they have to come up with some kind of plan pretty quick, you know, or they're going to lose control. 50,000 people sitting there wondering what's happening. And one of my buddies was like, people are not going to be mad. I mean, with everything going on, no one's going to be mad. I was like, I don't think you've had a customer facing position in a long time. If you really think no one in that stadium is going to, is going to be mad at the fact that this guy like doesn't make it or like that they don't restart the game or they don't announce something for the game at this point. People get mad when they can't hear ref calls. They're going to get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're going to get mad. It is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, every once in a while it's important to remember what we do all this for, the people, the people. Um, so let's let's pivot to the Colts. It's the Wednesday edition of Battle Red Radio. That means we're going to talk a little Colts. And that means on Friday we're going to make our picks. Uh, Jeff Saturday is still the head coach. What a legend, what a legend. However, we will not be facing uh, Nick Foles. Or Matt Ryan, we will be facing their third string quarterback, Sam Ellinger. This is either a blessing uh, or a curse. So, so if you didn't see the games, I think it was Sunday's game. Yeah, because I don't think there were any Saturday games last week. There are Saturday games this week though. Uh, so the, the Colts, at one point early, yeah, it was about midway through the Giants game, the Kevin Thibodeau. Got a just a free hit on Nick Foles. Came around the outside, no one touches him, and he blows Nick Foles up. I mean, it's one of the last great sacks of football because like they it was it was it was done correctly. There were no penalties, but he still exploded on Nick Foles, okay? Nick Foles is laying there in serious pain, just kind of just rolling around on the ground. Kevin uh, Thibodeau doesn't notice that. And he is doing his sack celebration, which he decides to do snow angels. So he's laying next to a rolling around Nick Foles doing his snow angels. And he does like seven or eight of them. He kind of does an excessive amount. I'm not going to lie. While on the ground next to him, Nick Foles is rolling around hurt. Uh, Jeff Saturday released uh, at the end of the game was asked about it. And let's see here. According to ESPN, they have his quote, calling it tasteless and trash. Now, granted, it, it it did look bad. It wasn't a great thing. I can understand that he didn't realize what was going on. And I and I and I want to give him full room for that. But but yeah, Saturday said tasteless from the celebration afterward, just trash, not a fan of it at all. Um Thibodeau's quote, to his credit, he says, after a sack, you celebrate. I think when I did realize he was hurt, that's when we started getting up. When you're doing the celebration, you're not looking to see who is doing what. I hope he gets well, and I hope he is all right. And I do believe that. I totally think that that's accurate. Um, I, I don't begrudge him for exploding on the quarterback and then celebrating it. I think those are both fair things. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you can, you can 100% celebrate um but you gotta have a little bit more spatial awareness i mean that's just a courtesy thing 
Like, (laughs) there's no clip of him celebrating that doesn't include Nick Foles rolling around because they are right next to each other. Yeah. So, it is... It is bad. It's problematic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, because like I'm because I'm a hundred percent on like on the player side of like, no, you did something awesome. You should definitely celebrate. But like, also like, help the guy up. That's that's just sportsmanship. That's this was what you do. You hit the guy really hard. You pick him up. Blew him up, Nico. I mean, I, I they haven't said what the injury is, but Nick Foles said that whole side of his body is still sore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good old-fashioned hit. We're talking about the new football, not anymore. Kayvon Thibodeau did not get the memo. Um, <laughs> So coming into this game, it is going to be Sam Ellinger, which is not an... Ex- uh, I mean... <sighs> any other time, I would be thrilled about this, but here's the problem. We really need to lose. Yeah, that's really the issue here. We got to lose. We need to lose to protect our number one draft pick. Because if Chicago gets the pick, more and more I'm convinced that they're not going to take a quarterback, which means they'll trade out of that spot. And more and more I'm convinced there are two or three teams that have multiple first-round draft picks that will make a play for that spot if it's not us. Now, personally... I, I don't know that I wouldn't hate trading out of the, the one spot if you got a bunch of picks for it, if that was, if you know what I mean, like, if that made it worth it. But I also think we do need a quarterback, and I think being in the driver's seat, being in that one spot is the best place, the best way to do that. So I think this is kind of the best way to handle this situation. Plus, we do have that Bron- the Browns pick also near the top five, depending on how it all finishes. So I am... I'm really excited to play Sam Ellinger because I feel like this is a game that we're going to be competitive in, that we're going to do well in. He he hasn't been impressive. He's he's played in spots here in the NFL. Uh, he played the last game of October. He played a little bit, and then I think he played all of the New England game, maybe. Uh, but it's it's a total so far this year: 364 yards, one touchdown, one pick, a 34.1 QBR which goes up to like 120, I think. So, not great numbers. Just excellent. Just phenomenal. Yeah, it definitely is sort of a messy, like, this is their way to try and lose the game, and our way to try and lose the game is going to be a little bit more difficult. Although, we did do it by, we did do our best effort by putting most of our good players on IR. So (laughs) That's just called intelligence. But they haven't won a game since week 12 against the Raiders. Maybe week, I think that might be week 11. Week 11 or week 12, whenever they played the Raiders. They haven't won since then. So, it's been a while. I'm going to say maybe they're due. I don't know. We'll get into all the picks and all that next next. We just want to lose. That's what, just, just say it. We just want to lose so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, no, we absolutely we do. G- getting the second win was nice. Getting it against Jacksonville was, or getting it against Tennessee was was great. So having a win against Jacksonville, a win against Tennessee, a tie with Indianapolis, we really kind of handled ourselves okay in the division. Um, I think what that means right now is we're two two and one with one game to go. So if we finish two three and one, 
Okay, all right, that's fine, whatever. Um, yeah, it's Sam Ellinger though, not great. Their team overall, you know, everybody. I personally am of the belief that Jeff Saturday is going to try and coach to win here because I don't think he believes in losing, and I think he wants to go out on a win because he may never head coach again. Yeah, see, this is if we lose, this will be a double win for me personally because I'm a huge Jeff Saturday fan. If we lose or if we if win? we lose, because Jeff Saturday will get the win okay. and then we get to keep number one draft pick. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was like, wait, where did he, where was he going with that? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, I um generally speaking, I would like to see uh the number one pick more than I would like to see a win against the Colts. Yeah. Now, at the very beginning of the year when there was some chance that we could do anything and we blew the game against the Colts, of course I was mad about it. But now we're on the flip side of the whole thing. Nah, don't even don't even try. Miss me with that. Just because it, 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 the world gets so much worse if we can't, if we don't keep our pick. Yeah, it definitely gets into a weird situation. Plus, I'm not sure where we would fall total. I mean, three. I think, I think we would be two, but we aren't in control of the board at that point. Like, we don't know who's going to trade up, and we don't know who they're going to take. Of the quarterbacks coming into it right now, and I've and I've really withheld backing one or the other because I want to at least get to the combine and let everybody get measured at least. But after the playoff stuff, I really I I kind of like CJ Stroud. I think he's playing the best football right now of any of the young quarterbacks. But I, I still want to get him in and get him measured and get him compared and get him on a neutral site and see. I know they won't throw and stuff like that, but. You like to at least get him out there and have him and, and interview him and see what leaks about these guys. But you want to be in control of that draft board. That's the most important part. You want to have that one pick. You want to have having the two pick is great if you know what the other team is going to do. But because the Bears don't need a quarterback, it kind of changes the whole board because a trade is just as likely as a pick at that point. Exactly, and like we can just totally get absolutely mega thrashed by it. Yeah. Absolutely, which is a real, real. That would be a real problem. Um. All right, we don't want to. We don't want to linger on this. We don't want to drag this out too long. So we're going to jump out here. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening. With everything happening with Denny Hamlin and that kind of dominating the news, there's not a ton of of stuff coming out. There's all kinds of playoff implications. We're going to talk about them on Friday. Different games worth watching. Um. Kansas City doesn't have the one seed locked up in the AFC, but they'll be playing the Raiders. Uh, New England has to win to get in. The Sunday night game is the Packers game against the, according to Nico, imaginary Detroit Lions. If the Packers win that game, they leapfrog Seattle into the seventh seed and make the playoffs as a wild card, which Aaron Rodgers told everyone six weeks ago they were going to do. So there's still a lot to be determined in this season. We're going to highlight those games on Friday uh, on the Friday episode. But as at this point, it's not too, too much to get into here. We don't want to burn too much material about the matchup with the Colts because there's not a ton to say because these are two pretty bad teams meeting up on Friday. So thank you guys for listening. And jump, jump back into the, the Battle Red blog and click all the different articles. There's a lot of people writing some interesting stuff. A lot of the writers disagree with me on basically everything I say. So after you hear what I say, then you can go read what they say 
and then you can figure out how brilliant I am. Um, thanks for hanging out, and we will be back on Friday with an action-filled episode of the Battle Red Radio. <laughs>